Uh, is this thing... Can everybody hear me okay? Okay, I see some thumbs up. Ian, Ian, can you hear me okay? Okay, I got a thumbs up for me, and I can't hear you, Ian. I think you might be on mute. Um, listen, as someone who is very forward-thinking, and please, if any journalist asks, tell them that, uh, I'm very excited that we can now all work from wherever we are, that we don't have to be in the multi-million dollar office that um, I built and renovated um, in the coolest part of town. Um, Travis, can you hear me now? Can oh, you, great. I think I, I turned it Okay. Can, Travis, yes, you're, can you hear me? And now I'm going to talk and say Travis, that you can are... Travis, can you hear me? Okay, now I'm worried he can't hear me. Travis, can you hear me? And I am going to mute Ian for everybody on the call. Um, because we've been having um, some signal issues, uh, some of you don't seem to have very good uh, scrying connections, we're actually partnering with Scribe. And this is very exciting. Scribe makes sure that all your um, scrying bandwidth, your uploads, your downloads, your uh, side loads are delivered um, perfectly every time. So even for those of you who live in a very dangerous and bad neighborhood, you will be able to connect to these meetings um, lickety-split, no time flat, and I'm going to be able to hear you, although I don't want to hear you right now, and that is why Skype supports mandatory muting. Ian, I'm taking you off mute if there's anything you'd like to add. So I think that that's why going forward that we really need to uh, uh, really work really hard uh, on this and be really open with the communication that we are doing and uh, really like work together. I know that this is a... And I'm muting you again. I disagree with a lot of what he just said. Um, I think that some of that is good and some of it's bad. And I think if you do... The parts of that I like, you're on my good side. And if you do the parts of that that I don't like, you're on my bad side. And I'm not going to tell you which it is. Um, when you're scriping, please put on clothes. Um, Ian, can you can you just show if you're wearing full clothing or not? Okay. Uh, it's not as clothed as I'd like him to be. But be like Ian. Wear that amount or more of clothing. Uh, last chance, Ian, taking you off mute. Be careful. Somebody keeps muting me. I don't really know what's happening. Um, I, I was just going to say that uh, uh, the other thing that's really important is uh, make sure that when you are going to step And muting. Away Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a great Scribe session. I'm already... I, I'm, I'm feeling the future. Uh, okay. Hanging out. God damn it. Just fucking every time with that guy. Jesus. One hundred years ago, Marcus Royals founded the finest adventure architecture firm in the Forgotten Realms. Now, his firstborn son Travis, along with lead designer Ian of the Hills, are tanking the company. One failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their dinky dungeons, shitty strongholds, or crappy castles. Ian, what is that you have in your lap there? 
Oh, uh, my wife and I, we have been wanting to help people who are visually impaired. And so we've been trying to figure out uh, what kind of animals we could raise that could perhaps be like seeing eye animals, like guide animals for them. And so this mm. is a uh, displacer beast kitten that I am raising and um, really wow. trying to uh, really help guide people around. And, you know, it's unique abilities of being able to teleport here and there and all of that. You know, I think it would be really useful for helping getting people uh, where they need to go who have uh, maybe difficulty due to their impairment. Are they going to teleport them around too? Or I mean, gosh, I sure hope so. This little guy right here, though, he doesn't know how to do it yet. He's just a big stinker. He does know how to teleport, though, correct? He does know how to teleport, and he is litter trained, and he is definitely a big stinker. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to mention it, but he cannot be in the studio. I mean, this that that stink is unbelievable. Okay, well, uh, off you go, little guy. You say big stinker as if it's kind of a cute thing, and I, my eyes are watering, and I'm on the verge of vomiting with this displacer beast. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I'll, I'll send it away. Up, oh, it came right back. Nope, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed there's also the the uh, multitude of displacer litter boxes around the studio now. Well, you know, they, they do like to displace their displacings, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think that's what you should do with displacings. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pro bono show that we do with one another, and we work for a place. What is that place called, Ian? Oh, it's uh, named after both you and your father, Royals and Royals Adventuring Architecture Firm. And uh, who are you? Well, of course, I'm Travis Royals. I technically own the company. Sir Ian here is a knight. He doesn't own the company, and he never will. Hi. And he likes it that way. You can tell by the tone. I like the limited amount of responsibility that I have. But one of my responsibilities is helping you to create some dungeons. Uh, castles or adventuring uh, uh, fields uh, fields. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves a good, like just big wide open field full of adventure. Yep. You, you start at one end of the field and you pick a direction and three hours later you've crossed the field. And that's what the type of experience we like to bring to our adventurers. The lesson learned was the, the journey along the way kind of thing, you know? Right. Because it certainly wasn't the adventure. It definitely was not, no. So, if anything, real lipstick on a on a pig, that one. Dire pig, excuse me. Ian, I've got a letter here. Oh, do you? Did I go last week? Should you go this week? I mean, I could, if you'd like. Did you want to saddle me with that kind of responsibility? I feel like that's like one step closer to owning the company. If that's what it takes for you to read this letter, I'm willing to say that there's a chance. Uh, well, then let's give it a shot. There's no chance. Dear Royals and Royals Architecture Firm, First time listener, seventh time writer. I have a friend who is leaving the country so they can watch America burn down from the outside rather than the inside. We're having one last D&D game to celebrate our time together, and I really want to make it unique. My friend is big into gardening, 
So I was thinking about some nice mix of typical dungeon fare blended with strong botanical overtones. I've had a couple of tries myself to design something great, but nothing seems as special as my friend and the event they deserve. Can you please advise? Yours, Desperate in Dallas. Uh, there's a PS here about uh, some musical interludes. Did you want me to read that as well? Do we read PSs? Greedy. Greedy. PS. You know what PS uh, stands for? It stands for pretty self-interested because if you bring us a PS, what I hear is uh, sheer greed. And while I that's typically a value I respect in a person, it won't get you very far on this pro bono podcast. Do you know how much it, it costs us, Ian, to record one of these episodes? You know, I have no idea. You talk about like the financials and why I can't get a raise, and you, you, mm, you tell me that mm-hmm. you plan to go over that with me, but we still haven't done that. So I, I'm really not sure what kind of expenditures we have. Good call, and I'll keep it that way for now. But all this to say, I'm not... You're already getting one thing for free, Dallas. You're not going to get the whole shebang, okay? I think there's a question. Uh, They're asking for like an original song. And although we do have some of the best original songs in the podcast business, we don't just give them away. Well, I guess we give one away, but we don't give two away. This isn't uh, one of those things that uh, that we're we're turning this one down because all, all our bards are on strike, right? It has some things to do with what you just said. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm allergic to displacer. <laughs> Displacings. <laughs> and and their displacings. I'm looking at this letter. I don't know what America is. I wish it all the best. Sounds like they're having trouble there. I assume it must be on one of the, you know, layers of hell, probably next to Avernus or something like that. It, it reeks of Avernus to me. That's a very good call, Ian. Um, but it's a guard. I mean, this person, well, here's one issue I see. They want a garden themed dungeon, a garden themed adventure. We got you bread and fucking butter. Oh, are are you, do you have a interest in gardening? Is that, I I don't, I don't think I knew this about you, Travis. I think I open every one of our letters about this, about you telling me something that I didn't know about you. And again, I am just surprised at how eager you are for this one. Big fan of gardening. I have upwards of 68 gardeners. I have um, such an interest when I drive past them and I see them doing little, little clippings or, you know, they're, they're amidst the bushes or the bush is eating them. And I think, wow, that truly is nature. You know, that is the circle of life. And I, I just can't tell you how much it fascinates me to watch these gardeners work. So yes, this one hits close to home. And I, I think we're going to have a really easy time. I think that the issue is though, that desperate in Dallas is asking for something. The typical dungeon fair is the request. And I just don't know if we're capable of typical. Uh, maybe it's something where the level of dungeons that he creates, it is a he, do we know that they has, uh, can you please advise? I'm a, I'm um, as a man. I'm not a man. Um, there's nothing in here about whether is or is not man. Okay. Well, um, I guess uh, we'll just refer to him as despicable or I'm desperate, not despicable. That was okay. <laughs> that was a different Revealing letter we got that we chose feelings. not to read. Um, maybe the type of dungeons that desperate usually creates are typical dungeon fare, uh, and so we just maybe need to you know keep it kind of in line with that standard trappings of you know. You're saying reel it in. Uh, maybe just, you know, we, well, what if we take a twist 
101. on, you know, the standard dark cavern, stone floors, mm. you know, things like that. Um, and then dark floor, stone cavern. It, it, perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they'll never expect uh, that. Um, nope. It's a, it's a twist on the, the familiar. You know, I've got an idea. What kind of idea? Tell, tell us about it. Well, I'm going to, but not because you told me to. I mean, I'm much closer to owning the company. So, you know, I just want to, I'm testing out those, these levels of power I have. You know, give a mouse a cookie. He's still not going to own the fucking company. And I just got to tell you that right now. But I am going to talk about a great way to make something understood brand new. And that's a change in perspective, right? Okay. So when the adventurers get to this garden and they look at all these things and they feel like they know what to expect. Oh, what is that? A little chest in a alcove. I'm familiar with that. I love a chesty alcove. Is that an animated, some sort of snapping weed thing? I can battle that. I'll chop that with my sword. No problem. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? Go on. I'm eager to find out the animated weed strangles you to death. And then you have to come back and haunt the garden as a ghost and inhabit other adventurers bodies. And it comes into a spectral spooky garden scenario. Okay. I'm going to take that and I'm going to pocket it. Uh-huh. And I'm going to keep it there and I'm going to okay. think about it. I'm going to sleep on it for sure. Okay. Then I'm going to give it to the gardeners. Pass that along to them. All 68 of them? Yeah, they'll split it up. It's a good idea. My idea is they get there. They know exactly what they think they're in for. And boom, all of a sudden they start to shrink. Why garden gnome? Little unsuspecting garden gnome right there. Cast a big old spell on them. Now they're turning very tiny. And what once was a familiar adventure of, you know, a big open field <laughs> with a bunch of plants is now ludicrously unfamiliar as they are the size of a uh, pebble that alcove with the chest in it is sound now seems like it's a thousand miles away and up a steep mountain oh my god to get in they're gonna have to go screw by screw that's gonna take at least 16 sessions climbing up that damn thing the amount of checks they'll have to pass my god do you think it's like right when they maybe like touch the chest to try to open it to get like the treasure within I think that's a great idea. I love, you know, again, and it works with Dallas being so greedy, asking us for more. I think we need to punish these people. for. Do that. you think, would it be like kind of something like they open up the chest and they see all the gold coins in it? And then it's like a real like money. I shrunk the kids. Oh, and there comes that allergy again. Boy, oh boy, it is. Oh, it is lighting me up. Ah, uh, what was your question? I, I, I say yes. I okay, say yes. Right. Okay, great. And so, well, so I guess you did say it is the, the garden gnome that cast the spell on it. Is that too typical? I don't know. Is a garden gnome like played out or is it offensive? Potentially. Uh, well, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, as a. Are you a gnome? You're like a small guy. I, I am a halfling actually. Uh, and I'm considered oh. very, I'm in like the. 99th percentile for my height. So, so, you know, I'm, I'm almost at tall dwarf over here. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'm seeing that about you. I mean, as an orc, you look very small to me. Of course. Yes. I mean, both in your physical stature and your business acumen. uh, Yes. Spirit, emotion, mental, 
these are all places where I'm large. Um, are you thinking then that if I heard you correctly, you wanted this to be a garden orc? Well, I was wondering if maybe if then it feels like when you get shrunk down, the garden gnome who seems so diminutive at first mm. suddenly becomes the size of an orc. Um, right. But not, is, we wouldn't want it to be in kind of a statue of me. I, I mean, I don't mind it being a tall hat. I, I can wear a tall hat. Well, okay. So now I'm getting a little bit confused. <laughs> Where. <laughs> And I am sorry. I'm I'm kind of again banging on all cylinders. It's the it's the si- the mental size and the acumen you were describing. Uh huh. Sometimes it gets me ahead of the pack. I'm gonna catch you up right now. Think of a garden gnome. What do you close your eyes? Got it. When you're thinking of this, what are you thinking about? What do you see in in thine head? Uh, you know, a little uh white beard tucked into um a little rope belt. Um, probably has, uh, uh, bushy eyebrows and, you know, maybe like a, um, uh, a little cap and kind of a a glint in their eyes of uh, of whispering to a dandelion maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And in this scenario, what I'm saying is take that image, but instead it is a full scale model of myself that is in this garden still wearing the very pointy, adorable hat. Oh. But probably doing something very impressive, like, you know, tearing a phone book in half. From the phone book tree in the garden. And that is where I will be getting it from. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, okay. So you are planning to star in this adventure, it sounds like? Hmm. I don't have to be there, be there. Um, I, I imagine this more as kind of a... One of your 68 stunt doubles. Or, or, well, if we want it to come to life. No. You know what's better? We need to keep this statue as a statue. And if it happens to animate at any point in the adventure, fine by me. Okay, so well, well what if this statue... Mm. I think I, you might have mentioned this earlier, and so maybe that I'm probably drawing on upon your own brilliance to, as inspiration here. Thank you. What if your statue was, um, a, you know, kind of like the centerpiece in like a bird bath? Those are often found in gardens. And what was just like a small puddle of water as a normal size adventurers perhaps becomes a uh, oh, vast uh, uh, lake. Oh, my God. With a huge me in the center? Indeed. Incredible. Shadow of this Colossus. <laughs> Indeed. And so, well, why do you think these adventurers would need to get to your uh, statue that maybe they would overlook it at first, but when they're in their small size, uh, what's so important about crossing this lake to get to you? You know, I think that this is a problem I suffer. Almost my very existence is a siren song. I leave my house and I drive past these gardeners and there are flocks of fans and people that want to touch or kiss or be near me. And I think that the statue would hopefully be sculpted in such a way that my, you know, incredibly rippling orc body is on such a incredible display that they can't help but gravitate 
towards it. So it's almost like an unexplainable, or at least this is what I've been told about looking at me. I rarely have the privilege. So it's kind uh, of like a, a red herring decoy thing, thinking that like this might be where you need to go, but it's just, you know, more dastardly adventure. Yeah, I've got red hair. I've got black hair. There's all, all sorts of hair on my body that attracts people. And I, I think that's exactly right. I think it, you nailed it. It looks very distinguished upon you. I mean, like it's, you know, you're that kind of. Your, oh, all my body hairs? Yeah. Uh-huh. Against like your, your greenish gray pallor. It's, uh, it's very complimentary. Oh, my God. Greenish gray. That's why they're climbing me to get to my green thumb. Oh, I love that. And they need that probably to make some plant grow uh-huh. so that it lifts them up higher. Beanstalk style. Yep. Yep. All of that very good beanstalk like that everybody loves. I love beans. And uh, Do you like beans? You know, they're, uh, they're middle of the road for me. I ate a lot of them as a child and I think I just kind of overdid it. You know, the halfling Academy that I went to, um, served mostly beans, mostly beans, you know, and you just, you eat a lot of them. You can only eat them. I mean, there's a, well, there's a lot of different ways you can eat them fried, refried, et cetera. sounds like two ways. Uh, well, I mean, there's, you know, there's the ham bean soup and the, um, <laughs> You know, I was I was kept from the, these foods as a child, so I'm unfamiliar. What we had was a single bean. It was a, a very large, fantastical bean that would be placed upon the table, and it was dolled up with all sort of accoutrement, um, gold leaf and the like. Oh no, I've never had beans prepared that way, or bean prepared that way. That bean cost the same amount of one of these episodes. Oh, goodness. Well, I still have no idea what that right. number no. is. <laughs> yeah. No. Me neither. It's time for a short break. Magic Cadabra. I'm Paulette, the Patreon Pixie. And I'm blackout drunk in the potion closet again. Listen, I'm the only one with the brass balls to tell you this, but these pro bono bozos drawing up all y'all's castles didn't leave any budget to pay us. What I need you to do is pony on up to patreon.com slash crappy castles. That's C-R-A-P, another P, Y, castles. And drop some gold in the coffers so you can download maps, listen to those cute letter reading songs, chat amongst y'all dummies in the Discord, and heck, climb through the ranks till you're basically the new boss round here. Now scram before I get caught. Bye. Right, so we got this very good beanstalk going. The green thumb. I feel like you you kind of glossed over it. It's an idea that just kind of sprang I, me. No, I, I loved it. I mean, I think that's now like the central piece, right? They climb and they they touch the green thumb. The beanstalk rises. That's how they get. That's how they climb. Oh, see, I imagine they had to, you know, one of the favorite trick of wizards is to kind of be like, you know, you know, I got your nose or something like that. And so maybe they had mm. to like take your thumb and they had to, she had to take your thumb with them. You know, I don't usually like being dismembered, but in this case, someone wanting a part of me so bad that they have to remove it and and take it is very hot and sexy to me. And I think that I say yes.
Yeah, people can call you Travis of the Nine Fingers and the Thumb of Doom. One of those has a ring to it. Speaking of which, my thumb ring, I will have to we'll have to make sure that's not reflected. For sure. This yeah. thumb ring costs as much as four of these episodes. Oof, boy. All right. So we're, we're really starting to narrow this down on, on price. I, I'm all right, giving all right, you I, a range. I, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I I like this kind of mystery. You know, again, as part of my sir duties, you know, detective is part of that. And mm-hmm. so I like the, this picking up these clues. And, you know, I think it's just really going to add to my like intellectual prowess to, to one day when I'm leading this company that mm-hmm. will really just continue on into the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can spin up that existence for you, no problem. At least give you a taste of it. So, have you heard about mm. a really dangerous thing in the garden, both if you're normal size, but I imagine if you're super small, is even more so? Tell me. The garden weasel? Uh, um, <laughs> have I heard of the garden weasel? Yes. My gardeners do a great job of keeping me very distant from these things. So okay. I'll, I'll need you to elaborate. Yeah. So uh, the garden weasel is uh, made from the bones of what was a uh, predatory animal located in the jungles of Chult. And um, they use its uh, incredibly sharp bones to kind of plow through the yard and to kind of, you know, cultivate that to, you know, soften the ground and things mm, like that. So this is not a, this is not a weasel scurrying about ruining my tomatoes. This is I a, think it, I think the animal that it came from is a type maybe of Maybe of that nature. Yeah. Uh, never been to Chult myself. No. Um, uh, you know, who, who I try could. not to take vacations if I can help it. And I appreciate that about you. For me, it's less about the vacations and more just, again, sounds kind of smelly. Yeah. So, but the garden weasel is an instrument, is a is a way to plow and seed and hoe this field in such a way that they can grow their own vegetables. Sure, but I have seen them used as weapons, and they are a, a formidable. Oh, yeah. So maybe once they grow larger, that could be kind of the fabled weapon of this garden. Yeah, I just we'll add a garden weasel plus one to the adventure that they, they can pick up on the way out. Plus one what? Uh, they'll get to add one to their inventory, and also one at their table. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this does come with a plus one. Um, this garden weasel can get you and a friend <laughs> to any to any event. Yeah. It's a it's a classic plus one statistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, getting getting rare. You got the plus twos and the plus threes, you know, but that oh gets real God. complicated. That really messes with people's seating charts. Yeah, the bill is going to go sky high. I mean, especially if they're going for the fish. I mean, it's usually the chicken or the fish. And the, if everyone keeps ordering fish, it's just. <laughs> I think they probably have enough fish. Um, there's going to be fish in my uh, lake or yes or no. I guess they wouldn't be. They would be like. Because it's a small birdbath made large. I mean, what's in a birdbath? No fish, certainly. Oh, it's going to be gross. But perhaps. Please make it clean. Nice little cute frog at normal size. Frog hemoth. Oh, my God. I'm scared already. Uh, frog frog hemoth is uh, great. I think really what we should do is we should take an actual frog hemoth and shrink it down. Hmm. Rather than just making a normal frog and having them assume that it's a frog hemoth just because it's so much larger than them. 
I think that's much pref- more preferable. Yes. Um, they are easier to store that way as well. Good point. Yes. Yeah. What Ian's not revealing is that we're very practiced at the shrinking spell that we will be casting on these, these folks because it's how we store everything we store and we shrink it down first. I, I do have a confession to make. I, I know that I said that I haven't looked at any of the financials, but I did briefly see how much we're spending. Our shrinking on- budget? No, on bugs to feed the frog hemoths. Oh, thank God. And so I thought that if we shrunk them down, maybe we would be able to use less bugs to feed them because they're so much smaller. And, you know, this is why you're in the position you're in, because I would have just enlarged the bugs. Oh, okay. see, I, you know, I always go with the shrinking and never think about the enlarging. So these guys who are shrinked into this garden, they they come upon this this cute little topiary garden with this adorable uh, kind of garden orc statue bird bath, and they think it's all fun and games until they approach this chest. They shrink down. I would imagine they're battling their way through, you know, bugs and and crawlies and spideys and millipedes and uh, to get to you know my beautiful bird bath. Mm-hmm. Um, touch the green thumb. That gives them away. What are they? They're climbing up. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, we've got our carrot on a stick. Hey, maybe there's an actual carrot on an actual stick. It's a garden. Why not? But sure. we have our garden weasel. Mm-hmm. The gap we need to fill in, I think, how do they go from thumb to weasel? What's Is it that they touch the thumb and that allows them to climb up to the weasel? What's the in-between? Maybe perhaps rather than thumb to weasel, it goes Mm. weasel to thumb. The weasel is what's driving them to run towards the lake to get in and go for a little bit of a dip. Wait, the weasel big though, yes? Weasel big. Weasel chasing them? Weasel chase. Like big scary trap. Like a cleaner. Wielded by a one of my gardeners. One of the 68 of them. I see. Okay, so... I can get rid of one of them. We can do 67. I mean, they'll have to probably kill this gardener, and I I accept that loss. That's between you and your gardeners. They won't know that's part of it, so it'll be between me and me. But again, we can probably have clerics on standing by to resurrect them as well. Mm. You know, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. This is the the overhead. It's crazy. Don't. That's true. There's there's thousand gold diamonds, or (laughs) yeah. Okay, so they're chased, they see the green thumb, they touch the green thumb, that activates, they take the green thumb, excuse me, I forgot about your great, take the green thumb, they're able to point it at different plants to make them grow. Well, yeah, obviously they make a moss bridge. They make a moss bridge. That's when they get ambushed by the frog hemoth. Mm, Yes. Make it past the frog hemoth. Still got green thumb intact. Get over to now mountain with treasure chest in alcove. Now mountain treasure chest, chow chove. Yes. <laughs> it's my wrestling name in high school. <laughs> I, I would repeat it if I could for effect, but I don't remember what I said. And then that's when very good beanstalk comes in. Okay, and that's, they're able to crawl up, they get inside the keyhole of the treasure chest. But, I think on the way up. Oh, no. Pins and needles here. Sentient plants. 
Venus flytraps. Those guys. They're going to be so hungry because we've reallocated their fly budget to the frog hemoth. And so they're just going to be. Oh, that's what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's what we did. Yeah, really just pushing flies around to make. (laughs) Those poor, those poor little plants. Yeah. You can feed one of my gardeners. Robin, Robin Venus to pay frog. It's the the age old story. Classic. And I hope they never do any stories about robbing X to pay X make me very uncomfortable as a very rich man. Understandably so. I mean, I would hate for you to lose anything that you've worked so hard to earn in your life. And we'll have to work on tone there. Um, okay, so they're climbing the beanstalk up into this keyhole. Meanwhile, they're getting snapped at. Let me ask you this. After these adventurers climb through the keyhole, land upon this the sea of gold, probably painfully, I would imagine. Um, how, how, how good big? I mean, I'm familiar with some of the classic ways to get big. Eat mushroom. L- little thing, little bottle with a little note on it. Um, reverse a, a shrink ray. But are these too typical? Is this too one on one? I mean, what what are, what, are, what, are, what are they going to do? I feel like it's obvious, isn't it? Maybe, but I need you to tell me about it. Well, they're in a garden. Obviously, if you need things to grow and get big, you got to have fertilizer. They are going to consume fertilizer. God, it's but just like it's me in my high be, school days. It would be like a miracle if they could grow. A miracle if they could grow. Okay. Well, if it's a miracle, then maybe it's blessed by Sylvanas or something like that. I think that's great. I think this is wonderful. I think that they will have to use their cunning intuition, kind of some of that acumen that you were talking about. As these things are kind of snapping at them, I imagine this kind of blue miracular growth uh, fertilizer will be falling kind of upon them like snow. And they'll be wondering, what is this? And if they don't capture a little bit. Oh, see, I, I imagine that it would be like a little spray bottle kind of thing inside the treasure chest. Why is it in the treasure chest? Is this a treasure chest or is this a gardening supply chest? That could be a good reveal. Uh, do they have to, to be mutually exclusive? Well, I don't keep my gold next to uh, what I want my gardeners. Where do your gardeners keep their gold? You know, the amount I pay them, the question is more of copper. Um, I'm not sure if it's kept in any one place for very long at all. I'm not a good person. Let me tell you one thing that I've noticed about their habits. Okay. They keep all their equipment in, in a box. That box, usually, as far as I can tell, because I've checked for paraphernalia, has no money in it. So I think we're at a classic crossroads for us. It's a Royals and Royals crossroads, tale as old as time. Is it a trick? They believed it to be a treasure chest, and it simply was a a gardening chest. But, oh, that's actually pretty convenient. Because now we have this miraculous growth spray. I mean, they are getting a garden weasel plus one out of the deal as well. And that could be the, I mean, what, first of all, much like that field we were talking about earlier, is not the treasure, the things you learned along the way, and also the weapon you get at the end of an adventure. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, that sounds to be what most adventurers are motivated by. 
and whoever doesn't get it, snooze you lose. Take some take some tomatoes or something. I don't care. I, I hate to point this out, but you know we might need to look at uh, uh, duplicating this. But I think they also get to take your green thumb with them too, right? Let me think about this. Hmm. Somebody taking home a piece of me, putting it on their mantle, looking at it, knowing they have me, uh, worshiping that item, dying with it by their side. Um, at, on their last dying breath, they let it go from their hand. It spills to the floor. People wonder where that green thumb came from. Yes, I'm okay with that. Giant tree grows up over body. Ooh, giant tree named after me grows up over body. Yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah, I'm okay with this. Like a royal oak. <laughs> yes, a royal. And it's times like this that I really wish we could pass the company over to you. <laughs> you know, me too. Hey, let's. Uh, do you want to hop to that next meeting, and we can actually uh, go over some of those financials? I think that's great. Let me just play this back for you real quick before we close it up, so I can make sure I've got it right. Okay. <clears throat> As our adventurers come upon a common seeming garden with your classic treasure chest in a topiary alcove and beautiful garden orc birdbath, they are shocked to discover that they are being big shrinked down to the size of a mosquito or speeder. They must navigate their way through the overgrown garden that they now inhabit, rotten tomatoes crawling their way through, fighting grasshoppers, only to discover that they must climb the birdbath, steal it. Oh, no. Perhaps they think they are fighting the grasshoppers and millipedes and spideys. Only when the plow comes through. And thank you. You did set me up for that. And I was getting to it that they are chased by the garden weasel to the fountain where they find its its green thumb shimmering in the sunlight. They climb its mass and member, remove the green thumb from it, make a moss bridge to cross the, the vast birdbath ocean um, where they are attacked by a frog hemoth, of course. You know, in hindsight, maybe it's lily pad path for the frogs. That's better. Let's, Adron. Put the lily pad path in. Thanks, Adrian. They find their way to the chest. They crawl inside, fending off the animated weeds and nasties. And inside, what is it but a common garden chest? They drink a little bit of this miracle growth that we invented and is trademarked by us. They explode. They're sitting there like a dungus, just popped out treasure chest. But on the plus side, they can, if they wish, kill my gardener and take their garden weasel. This is wonderful. I think also that garden weasel probably needs to be like a sentient magic item too. So, you know, if there's, you know, anybody that's kind of on the outs, you know, maybe we can, you know, imbue their consciousness into the the weapon. Unfortunately, my acumen is not letting me understand what you're saying. So let's go on to that meeting. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'll uh, uh, be there in five and I'll I'll make sure I bring my uh, abacus. Do me a favor. Yep. Be there in three. Yes, sir. Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon, free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. 
We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappy castles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian, Travis was played by Travis, and you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy.